0: Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, or iHeart, hit that subscribe or follow button. The content shared is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Never disregard professional medical advice. Or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. In this episode, we will conclude our discussion on solo sexual. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Imagination Health and Wellness Podcast. We are your source for health and wellness from a biblical perspective with a real-world application. My name is Carolyn Scott, and as always, I am here with my brother and friend, Clement Norris. Hello, Clement. How are you?
1: Carol, Carol, Carol. I'm doing fabulous. I hope you're doing good.
0: I am doing well. Thank you.
1: I want us to continue looking at it. So what I'm going to do is I want to try to see if we can get some clarity on solo sex from a biblical perspective. Now, to me, when you, again, talk about solo sex, I don't see, I can't imagine how one can do it without having some type of thought, some type of image in one's mind. I keep trying not to put Carol on the spot here, but but I'm I just want to make sure what I'm saying is making sense. I just don't see how you do it without having an image. Does that make sense, Carol?
0: Yes. I understand what you're saying.
1: Because thoughts matter. Mm-hmm. Now the reason why I'm saying that thoughts matter is because of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 27 and 28. But before Carol reads what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 27 and 28, I want her to read what it says in Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 21. So, Kev, you could turn to Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 21 for me. I would appreciate it.
0: The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable.
1: So now that right there. And again, I always try to encourage you guys. Don't take my word for it. Go back and check it out for yourself. Be a bit reluctant about really taking anybody's word for it. Go back and look for yourself. And that is Isaiah speaking is a prophecy about the uh, coming Messiah and one of the things that he was going to do once he arrived. And we see an example of the Messiah fulfilling that prophecy when we look at Matthew chapter five, verse 27 and 28. So what Jesus is going to be doing is he's going to be addressing the issue and or the difference between the spirit of the law and the letter of the law. You know, when you think of the spirit of the law, you know, you can think ethics. When you think of the letter of the law, you know, you kind of think of more black and white, you know, just exactly what this says. So Carol refers Matthew chapter 5, verse 27,
0: 28. I have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart.
1: Now, he addressed both the letter of the law, but then he magnified it, he elevated it, and he touched on the spirit of the law. So you had these men who, in their or at least they try to convince themselves that they were okay because they had not physically violated the law. In other words, they had not physically had adultery with somebody else's wife. They had not physically committed fornication with any of the members and/or citizens of the of the nation. They did not literally do it, but they thought about it. They allowed those images to be in their minds. In their minds, they would look out at those ladies and uh, the ones that they found really appealing. They, they would, In their minds, they would be going through uh, the sex act. And uh, Jesus is telling them that, that it's just as good as they had actually physically done it. Does it seem like I'm reading that wrong, Carol?
0: No, you're reading it correctly, and I'm looking at the Strong's word for heart, and it's G2588, and that says thoughts or feelings, mind.
1: So in the mind, in the mind, you're thinking about it. So thinking about it is just as good as actually doing it from a biblical perspective. So I don't see or I don't get how a man or woman indulges in the solo sexual act without an image without some kind of thought of being with somebody and i didn't pull it up but uh, in roman's Paul even addresses in the book of Romans, he talks about the people who are committing certain sexual acts and so on and so forth. But then when he gets down to the end, I believe it was in chapter two, when he gets down to the end, he emphasizes those people who were not actually doing it, but they took delight in watching those who were doing it. And so the uh, image matters. The, The thoughts that we have in our heads matter. And I just, again, I don't see how one masturbates without some thought. I just, I just don't see how you're doing. What do you think, Carol?
0: Yeah, I don't see how you can either without the thoughts.
1: Now, what I want to do next is I'm, I'm, going, to try to, I'm going to try to break this down a little bit because I found it very difficult to come up with just a straight yes or no answer to the question until i broke it down this way so is solo sex wrong or is it okay so i wrote here if you and let me let me before i say this let me be clear because i i could be wrong i'm i'm totally open to somebody getting in touch with us and saying hey that was off or i agree with it or whatever but if you are married, provided the, the image that you're having is of and with your spouse, then it's itself seem to be okay. If it's with your spouse, in other words, you are married and that's who you're thinking of. Other than with the spouse, the answer seems to be no. Why? Because if I am having the image, the thought, and I'm not married, then all I'm doing is committing fornication if i'm not married and i'm having that thought or that image about somebody who is married then what i'm doing is adultery i'm not sounding too radical in my great carol
0: now to me you're not to somebody that I think if they, listen, if, they, foreign, they like. if they
1: listen, if they listen carefully and pray on it, I think it's gonna make sense to them. Oh yeah. Uh, so now, so now, uh, what I I I'm gonna have you read for First uh, Thessalonians chapter four and verse three, but unless I'm married, if I'm a, if I'm not a married individual, and I'm having these thoughts of these sex acts with somebody else and that other person i'm thinking about is also not married it's just as good as we committing fornication or at least i am the other person is not a part part of it because they probably have no idea that i'm lusting after them that way but i'm committing fornication if the person that i'm having those kind of thoughts or images about is married it's nothing on that person, but that person probably has no idea that I lust after them. It could be some celebrity or somebody you've never met in your life. But the fact that I'm doing it, that I'm, well, technically it still be fornication, so they don't know, but you kind of throw it also in the adultery, right? Fornication adultery, they mean is exactly the same thing. They both mean an illicit sexual act. The only thing, difference about them is, the, is in the manner that the sexual act is being done. So one is being done with somebody who is married and one is being done with somebody who is not married. So, um, of course, you and that person both are not married and you're with them. Uh, Carol, read First Thessalonians 4, 3 for me.
0: For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication.
1: I don't think... Well, Carol, let me ask you this. How would you interpret what he said there? What the Apostle Paul said? How would you interpret that?
0: It is God's will for us to abstain from fornication.
1: So what about grace? Does does grace override God's will?
0: No, it does not.
1: So the Apostle Paul seems to be clear there. He's saying that for those of us who have been called... Those of us who have been baptized, those of us who claim the name of God through Jesus Christ, you know, God does not want us committing fornication. So now, considering how clear Paul was about that, then I should not be participating in solo sex unless I'm married and the thoughts, the images that I'm having are with my spouse. But, but what about when the spouse dies? Now, I'll admit right there it could possibly get a little bit more tricky. It could probably be a little gray. But it seems like to me that once that person has passed away, that should pass away with them. That I should not be using that image that I had of them to justify solo sex. Because once they die, what happens to the marriage, Carol?
0: The marriage is over.
1: It's over. Once that individual has died, the marriage is over. And there's one thing that the Bible states that we all should have or definitely be striving for. Okay, read 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25 for me.
0: And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things,
1: That's all. I just wanted that part right there. I mean, people want to go read the rest of the verse, they can. There's two parts to it right there. Mm -hmm. That first sentence, though, that first part of that verse. or if you want to call it part A of that verse uh, is pretty clear, it's pretty self-explanatory. Context is not going to matter. Right. Because what he said is what he said. Read that first part for me again.
0: And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things.
1: So, we talking about man, we're talking about mankind, and we talk about mankind, we talk about both men and women. I think most people would agree that women are better at doing it than men are. But the reality is that when it comes to the type of desires that sexual nature, uh, if we uh, have God in our lives, we should have the temperance to control those types of thoughts. And then, again, there are other things we can do to reap those same benefits that you would get from being solo sexual. But we are, we are not supposed to be, at least those who who say they're embracing Christianity, we're not supposed to be conforming ourselves to the world. That's not what we, we're supposed to be having our minds renewed. We're supposed to be transformed to the standards that God has set up for us. And so we look and say, okay, yes, there are some health benefits here. Now, I, I went through them. They're real health benefits. There are some things that, you know, mental health benefits as well as physical health benefits. But when we look at it from a biblical perspective, there is no spiritual benefits in doing it. It doesn't benefit, It's not spiritually healthy for us to do. It. Just like a, the fruit. Was mentally healthy for adam and eve it was physically healthy for adam and eve probably but again just i'm just saying just fruit period because it's just fruit but clearly it was not spiritually healthy for them even when something looks healthy we still need to proceed with extreme caution we still need to say let me go to the word and make sure that I'm in harmony with the will of God. And it does not appear to be, from what I've seen, God's will that we partake in the solo sexual act if we do not meet that criteria of you having thoughts and images of your living spouse. Carol, any thoughts? If you think I'm local, you can say I'm local.
0: No, I don't have any thoughts on that.
1: Now, if somebody and I won't be surprised if somebody don't do this, Carol, I really will won't be surprised.
0: Oh, by the way, that's veganimagination.com for your <laughs> comments. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you get imagine it. <laughs> so they're gonna blow it up. <laughs> now I wouldn't be surprised if somebody's I just wouldn't be, if somebody got in touch and said, well. But what what if you did it without having any thoughts? You know, you weren't thinking about another person. Ah, that's hard. I don't I, I just don't see how you do it. I just don't see how you do it. I don't see how. Yeah. Uh, so that I will leave up to them and God. I, I don't see how they do it. Yeah. But, but one thing I am convinced of based on, you know, you talk about self-gratification, based on what Jesus said when He magnified the law—that doing that, it's like you're, you're, it's like you're still physically doing it, even though you're only thinking about the sex act. And so, I, I hope that that is helpful. I, I want to try to avoid giving kind of a um, non-answer answer. Uh, I was trying to. Be as specific as possible. But it does not seem to be the case, especially if you want to avoid, like I said, because it can lead to, to, to problems such as sex addiction, I think. You have to put your mind in a dark place to continue to participate in such behavior. And one thing the Bible seems to make clear throughout the New Testament. Is that once we have the light of God in us, that darkness should go. And when that darkness goes, uh, with it comes temperance. Such that we are not even entertaining those type of thoughts. So as always, we definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate the fact that you all took the time to listen to the program. I hope that you go to... Amazon and and, uh, look up the book, Watch and Pray the Weight Away. I do think that if you get it, you're going to uh, love it because there is uh, much more, I believe, to the book than just weight loss. So uh, you go there and look it up and uh, by all means, get in touch with us and let us know what uh, you think. We know that today's topic can be, uh, for some people or probably many people, a, a bit controversial and or very sensitive. I hope that we uh, dealt with it delicately enough and we would love to hear uh, what you all think. As always, we want you to do more than just imagine health and wellness. Let it become a reality of your life. Remember what the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. And what we don't want to be doing is thinking about sex all the time because if we do, then we become something that, that God has not called us to be. Again, thank you very much. And we look forward to coming to you all on next Wednesday. Have a beautiful week. Bye-bye.
0: If you like what you've been hearing on this podcast, go to wherever you're listening to this episode and leave us a comment. Or visit our website at veganimagination.com. That's V-E-G-A-N-I-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G-A-N-G E-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N dot com, where you can leave a voicemail or written comment. Click on the podcast tab at the top of the page. And once there, you can leave us a voicemail message. We would love to hear from you.
1: As usual, we want to thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to the program. We hope that you enjoyed it and it is something that you will share with others. Carol and I, we want you to do so much more than just imagine health and wellness. We want it to become a reality in your life. We also want to make sure that everybody knows that if you would like to make any contributions to the program, they will be greatly appreciated. You can go to Patreon and make a donation your donation will be put to very good use and it will be greatly appreciated as always we look forward to uh, coming to you all again in the future and we hope that you have a very blessed week. thank you and goodbye